presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we are back with a fantastic guest, Mike. The interview series is 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 really heating up now. We've had some great guests before, but now we've got a we got a headliner here now. We've got the man here now, Mike. We are very very happy to be welcomed by the headline sean martin sean thanks so much for coming on the show with us today you're welcome guys it's great to be here it's been fun uh for us we started going to local wrestling shows a year or two ago i guess mike yeah it's probably been two years now yeah i would say that and we love going to any local show here in uh we're based in regina here uh when cwe comes through though it's it's a it's a bit of a different vibe and I feel like we get more of a, uh, I don't, not to disparage any other company or any other performers out there, but we get a great pro wrestling vibe. And when Sean Martins comes out, you know, you don't, Sean, you don't have to say anything, but we know this is a bad guy. You got to love playing the bad guy. Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't really consider myself a good guy or a bad guy. I'm just myself. And if that's the vibe that I give off, then uh, hopefully that's the role I'm willing to fulfill. I, I will say that, one, if that if that's you, I'm going to stay away from you for a while. Because not only can you dish it out in the ring, but you can dish it out verbally as well. As Mike and I have been on the receiving end oh, a big time at the CWE shows, <laughs> which for us is so much fun. Watching you, it, it is one of those things where I watch Sean when he's here in Regina and he's going to be here in Regina here in the month of November. Stay tuned. We're going to get some plugs in, but we know we're getting a pro wrestler. And that's what I get from you, Sean, the look, the movement, uh, the attitude, everything. When I see headline, Sean Martins is pro wrestler. 
you've been how long have you been doing this sean like you've got it dialed in um well I, i've been uh wrestling on the professional scene for about seven years now and uh, i i think everybody should give you that vibe of being a pro wrestler if you're walking through that curtain and getting in between those ropes you should be given the vibe of being a professional wrestler and that's what i strive to do so the fact that that's what you guys are getting that brings that's music to my ears no that's and that's what i find too um always performance wise i mean we're always impressed obviously um some inspiration is taken from the nature boy rick flair what what drove you to the business sean what made you want to start to get into professional wrestling um, you know, there, there's a lot of factors. Um, it's something I've wanted to do since I was a small child. And when you really sit down and you evaluate it, like as we're all little kids, we all wanted to be a superhero, right? So in order, the closest thing that uh, one can be to being a superhero is a professional wrestler. It's it's nice to to hear that because it seems like a lot of stories we do hear from interviews we've done. It's the same kind of feeling. But let's let's get into it. Where did you break in? Where did you train? Where did I train? <laughs> okay, um, I've, I've trained a few places. I, I originally trained with uh, the Fake Razor Ramon Rick Wagner down oh in uh, Calgary for a while. And then that kind of fell apart, and uh, I was away from training for a while. And then I broke in again with Monster Pro Wrestling with, with Mats of Damage and Phil LaFawn. And that's where I credit the majority of my training. But the truth of the matter is you never really stop learning. You Anybody that's better than you are, you get between the ropes with, you're learning from them. You're training with them. And you can credit, I credit each and every one of those people that I've shared the ring with for training and inspiration and all of that kind of stuff. You said you've been in the business seven years. I would have doubled that number immediately just by how I, just me as a fan, how crisp and how great you are in the ring. I think you're fantastic. You're one of the guys that I look forward to seeing whenever uh, you're on a card coming through the city here. And I, I'm pretty sure many other people feel the same way. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It's fun to boo you and, and uh, <laughs> throw a few jabs in there. Uh, so I'm blown away that it's, it's, I'm sure it feels like it's been a solid seven years, but starting off, talk about those first couple of years when it comes to training or traveling or, you know, even, even well, gimmicks that you've had. Well, well, here's the thing is that I, I say seven years, but I had my first match in 2003. Oh, um, but like for the first 10, 13 years, it, there was like a lot of time off. Like I, I had a major injury at a workplace site that caused me to miss six years in the middle of there. And some of the stuff that I was doing in the early wasn't the most desirable. So I don't necessarily count it towards my career. So realistically, I say seven years. Now, like we always ask guys, how long have you been working? And they might say one year, two years, three years, so on and so forth. But I don't really feel like that's an accurate gauge on somebody's experience level because somebody that's only working monthly for one promotion worked an entire year, but maybe they did 12 matches. Okay. Now I do 20 some matches a month. So my one year of 140 matches versus somebody's one year of 12 matches, that's a very great big experience level difference in my opinion, even for the same amount of time. Well, yeah, with with the amount you are wrestling, because it does seem like, yeah, you're putting in the goddamn work. What's the toll on your body? Yeah, I get asked that question a lot. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I have small injuries here and there all the time, but I've been doing this since I was 16 years old. I, I'm now 37. So 
I don't know if I know what a normal body is supposed to feel like. So I don't really know. <laughs> I, I, I always joke with guys, we talk about this. It's like, I feel great. I feel fine, 100%. But if one of you guys were to get into my body, would you be in excruciating pain? I, I don't know. The answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely yes. <laughs> of course, you would be in pain. You, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I, I don't know how to really answer that. There's definitely lots, of, lots of toll in the body, right? It, everything hurts. So, lots of massage therapy, chiropractic, that kind of stuff. Lots of stretching and like corrective exercises and stuff like that to try to keep going. And I find the older I get, the more I've got to warm up and stretch before matches, or else you, you tweak weird things that you maybe wouldn't have done in your twenties. I try to tell the young guys, like the Chad Daniels of the world, that they need to really get into the warm-up and stretching early in their career and build that habit so that they don't get to the point where they're at my stage of, the, of my career and just learning how to stretch. Do you find, you, you brought up uh, Chad Daniels, who is a younger wrestler, uh, very talented. Do you find uh, you being a veteran in the business when you give advice to younger wrestlers that are breaking in or you know, getting their reps in kind of thing, do they... One, come to you for advice like that. And two, do they retain it and apply it to their training and their ring work? Um, I, I don't necessarily try to give advice to younger wrestlers. I try to give advice to all wrestlers, and I try to get advice from all wrestlers. Um, as far as whether they obtain it and apply it, that comes down to the individual, unfortunately. It, some guys are hungrier than others. Some guys are more humble than others. Some guys don't want to hear the help. Some guys eat it up. So it, it all depends on the individual. I, I will say, and this is the one and only time I'll ever put Chad Daniels over, he is one that takes all of his critiques and applies them his very next match and tries to learn and grow every single time. So that's it for putting over Chad Daniels. We're just going to bury him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Chad Daniels. Yeah, fuck Headlines Chad Daniels, here. That's right. <laughs> Um, speaking of that, so advice giving as a veteran, when you're obviously working with CWE and we bring in talent like the Mountie, are you drinking in that information just the same when these legends are coming through? Are they giving you advice on, on things you could do better or are they just there collecting oh. the paycheck and then fucking see you later? No, oh, yeah. 140%. Um, I, I'm with the veterans, the guys like Jacques Rougeau or, uh, James Storm or even Tessa Blanchard. Um, they're, they're fountains of knowledge. They have a wealth of knowledge, but they're not going to just give that out for free un, unapproached, right? So I know for myself, I am constantly asking these people to watch my matches, asking for advice, stuff like that. And I do, I take tons and tons and tons away from these people. Well, I see some guys maybe are a little bit, uh, apprehensive about approaching these individuals and they don't necessarily take away as much. So again, it comes down to what I said when I was unceremoniously putting over Chad Daniels. It some it depends on how hungry guys are and how whether they take the advice or seek out the advice versus if they just try to like rest on their own morals and in their own comfort zones. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, just uh, jumping in on that, uh, you're talking about uh, veterans coming in and, and people that have made it on national television levels like uh, Jacques Rougeau, like a Rhino, James Storm. Has there been anything that they've told you about the business on that aspect that has shocked you? No, not, not really shocked me so much per se. I, I think the thing that I was most shocked with was learning how small the impact zone was during TNA's height. Yeah. As far as building size, but like that is a pretty minute thing, right? <laughs> um, 
as far as actual stuff, no, nothing's really shocked me. I want to kind of go back to your beginning. Uh, you're just starting off your first tour, your first matches. What was your first tour like? And what was the, uh, what was the name that you were given in, on your first tour? Was it still, were you the headline Sean Martin then? Oh, no, I wasn't. So throughout my initial training, my uh, trainer gave me the name of Adam Azing. Wow. And uh, nice. <laughs> So don't run it, it, that it, when it, I see you in November. <laughs> it, 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 it's pretty terrible. I never actually wrestled a match under that name because it's that terrible. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, I'm sure you guys remember the days of message boards and uh, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Nexopia and stuff. So as a 13-year-old kid, I had the uh, username of Joey Sixpack. And I was a huge Sean Waltman fan. So when I broke in, I was like 150 pounds. So I wrestled under the name of Joey Six. Great name. Yeah. Great wrestling name. Yeah, it, it was all right. It, it it didn't really stick. It really didn't feel like it was really me. So we, we moved on to other gimmicks from that. But yeah, so like the first half of my career was under that name. Nice. And I what was the... the first half. That's like a hundred and some matches. Back <laughs> and uh, talk about that first tour. Where did you end up going? Uh, were you the young boy breaking down the ring and carrying everyone's bags? I know you guys still do that now a lot uh, for CW and things like that. But uh, were you the grunt of the group when on that first tour? Uh, no, no, man. So like my first matches were uh, for Real Canadian Wrestling and based out of here in Edmonton. And uh yeah, no, you never carry anybody else's bags. Uh, that's just that's that's a faux pas. However, yeah, absolutely, we all put up the ring, we all tear the ring down, do everything we can. It's like grassroots indie rock, right? It's takes a village, and many hands make light work. So, in order for this type of thing to be successful, and this happens on all levels, um, it takes many hands. No, I like that. Um that indie rock mentality that you just had. Now, when you're going town to town, where do you feel you're received best now under the headline, Sean Martins? Uh, it's fairly consistent throughout. Um, I, I find that I get quite the uh, reaction in Regina, but I do have a little bit of history prior to CWE with high impact wrestling okay. out of Regina. So yeah. maybe some people are remembering me from there. Maybe not. Yeah, it, it's pretty consistent throughout, actually. I, I guess I just have a punchable face. You, I think it. I think the best part is to you play great with the crowd. Like when I'm up there and I'm giving you shit, you have no hesitation to give it right back. And those are the guys we end up remembering. We do feel like there's some people. We're not gonna name names. They're out there. Just won't have it. I know I'm a I'm an obnoxious asshole, but if you're able to play back, it stands the test of time for us as a pro wrestler. Not only can you handle your shit in the ring, but like you're not taking anything from the crowd either. So we do appreciate that. Do you find there's people in the locker room who do take it, you know, like take offense to what's being said or yelled at them while they're in the ring? Oh, well, I'm sure there is. Um, You don't hear about that kind of thing because they would never sell something like that. That's how you get killed in the locker room relentlessly. So (laughs) you would would never complain in the locker room about something like that. But I'm sure that it exists. And, like, I know for myself, there are certain lines that get crossed, and we're all humans, we all have feelings, and certain things do hurt our feelings, but you have to realize that this is part of the job, and it's not necessarily being meant to be taken personally, and you just gotta gotta roll with it. 
It's a good mentality to have because we always say, like, again, as, as obnoxious as I am, there is stuff that's over the line, right? Like, we, we're seeing crowds turn out more and more now. And, like, you get booze in the venue. Obviously, things can turn wild. But, like, we keep it wrestling. We base it on your character. Like, we never want it to feel like I'm personally attacking you, the non-wrestler. But I just, again, really appreciate the fact that if I'm saying something to you, you quickly turn and it's it's yeah. fuck you, pal. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> See, right. that, that's, what guy, that's what guys got to realize is that you know the wrestling character. You don't know the person behind the wrestling mm-hmm. character. 100%. So anything you're saying isn't towards the person personally, right? Like Against the performer personally. I will say the last time you were in Regina here, I think you had the opening match with CWE and you came out first and we'll be honest we cheer the bad guys we love the bad guys we love the heel work and usually we end up turning throughout the match and cheering the good guy but you were wrestling big chief and the second <laughs> oh i didn't wrestle big chief no 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 it wouldn't that, have been big don't put me in that category <laughs> i know that it wasn't big chief no? no someone had come whoever your opponent was they came uh, out the big dog it was it was uh Marshall oh, Lee. that's right it, it was yeah that's right and it's impossible to boo that guy or boo against that guy so we pop that guy pretty... in real life. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 pop pretty good for him, and it was instantaneous. You turned to us and you called us fickle motherfuckers, and you gave <laughs> us the gears. <laughs> and it's still something that me and Mike talk about and laugh about so much because right. we felt like it was an honest, legitimate reaction, and it made our night. It really did. It was so much fun. And when things like that happen, I honestly feel in the Regina crowd that we're in. It's so infectious when when they see a wrestler like headline Sean Martins interacting with the fans and giving it back to him. It like Mike just said, it's so infectious and fun and it, it makes for the memories. It makes the room yes, like it, it literally room. you can if you can get someone to turn on you that quick and they see you telling me that I'm a fickle motherfucker. They're like, <laughs> we're either with this dude because we hate Mike <laughs> <laughs> or we're like, no, we're, we're booing on the train. Like you get such a great reaction and obviously keep up that great work. We're very excited to see what's going to happen at CWE here in Regina coming up. What? few weeks away you, you guys have been following have you guys been following the cards that have been getting released there's a, a lot of good performers that are coming through this tour and yeah we <laughs> i mean another, another, another huge name on the on the card that that was actually that's a great segue there sean because that leads into my next question when these tours come up and there's pro wrestling legends that are you can work in the ring like an ultimo dragon that's coming up a cwe uh november tour here in saskatchewan and manitoba do you have any say at all on your opponent's night tonight or can I highlight this night and work this worker because it would, I know the crowd or it would mean more to me. This, do you have any say at all? Uh, no, not really. I mean, okay. theoretically I could campaign for something, but that's not necessarily going to be successful. It's most likely going to go the opposite way. Okay. So you just kind of take what is assigned and make the best of it. I, I have, throughout the beginning of this tour demanded that I be in the ring with Marshall Lee because quite frankly, the idea that he's better than me being an NWA superstar kind of makes me sick to my stomach a little bit. So I'm really looking to put him in his place. That's kind of heat. I like, and I mean, also (laughs) for you to do the job, right? Like booking is always tricky, but you listen to the booker, you go out there and you kill it regardless of the situation you're put in. Not necessarily the match you want to have, but they're like, that's what you're doing, Sean get out there and do it and you find a way to go over like again i don't think i've seen you in a match where i thought was terrible i don't think that's ever happened oh okay <laughs> yeah like 
If it was, you'd be the, I'd be the first to fucking tell you. <laughs> okay, good. <Yeah. laughs> well, it is. It, I honestly remember the first CW show we were, uh, me and Mike went to a couple years ago, and you were the one of the guys that stood out. And first of all, it's like, okay, he's got the robe. He's got the, the Riff Flair-esque robe kind of thing, which it grabs me. You know, it gets my attention. And then you see the work in the ring and, you know, the verbal skills as well when you're John, your opponent, or uh, Jack John, the fans. And it makes it memorable. And we're all wrestling fans. We like when wrestlers can wrestle. And you're that guy. For for me personally, when I know I'm going to a CWE show, I know I'm getting a great wrestling match from headline Sean Martins. And that that means a lot because me, me and Mike have stuck around after shows when you guys have been you know, at the merch tables or turn down the ring. And we always try to say, Hey, thanks for, for, for tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just, yeah, it's, it's good for your style too. Cause in the Indies, I mean, from what you see, obviously independent wrestling still is out there. Shit gets crazy real fast. I mean, that style of pro wrestling is kind of almost like a dying art on the Indies. So to see you work almost a golden age style with that kind of storytelling really sets the tone in that kind of show. You can see spot after spot after spot, but we still, when we watch you, I believe you think storytelling in ring is still important. Is that true? Like you feel telling that story is still very important? That's what we are. We're storytellers. I Okay, let me put it this way. I could do five backflips and a front flip and a crazy triple cow circle or whatever and like <laughs> land it and people would be like, wow, that guy almost died. That was cool. And then they might remember that, but likely within a couple of days, they're not going to remember that. Whereas if you tell a story and you pull in their emotions, they're going to remember that forever. And that's what we like. That's the kind of fans Mike and I are. Uh, if if we get a great story told in the ring, and the one thing I do want to give you and the CWE tours when they come through is you guys follow the storylines. I see the, the Cannon Corporation's got a, a few tag team matches coming up here on this tour. And we, we've seen that story build. We've seen that story build throughout shows here. And that is what we want. That's it's like watching Saturday morning, WWF superstars every Saturday, there's stories being built. Uh, that takes us to, in case some of our listeners haven't been to a show or have missed a show or two, uh, the Cannon Corporation. First of all, yes. Yeah, shame on you. Give your head a shake, get out there and support local wrestling, the CWE tours. Follow them on uh, the Instagram and Facebooks. The tours are coming to your town. But the Cannon Corporation, first of all, great name. Second of all, this is a deadly team. Give us, a, our listeners, a little bit of feedback on how this group came together. Uh, well, it all came together because Kevin Cannon, our, our, the mastermind, our leader, um, put it together. And uh, he enlisted in my services. He enlisted in Kevin O'Doyle's services. And we've had other members throughout the past, but this is the uh, active incarnation of this team. And who knows, maybe we'll add a new member. Maybe we won't. Ooh. Oh, I like it. I like it. Buy your tickets I, now. I, I like to think of the Cannon Corporation as a modern day Heenan family. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, love that. That's awesome. Do you know what that means, Mike? That in the not too distant future, gold is coming to the Cannon Company. Oh, I'm calling it now here on the potty. Gold is coming. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Is gold coming, Sean? I would say yes. It should be. We'll see. We'll see. I don't don't know what gold, but 
I, I feel like it's been some time before. Well, quite frankly, Kevin O'Doyle and I have the Cloud Nine Tag Team Championships. So we already have some gold within the Canon Corporation. But with here within Canadian Wrestling's Elite, um, I think the day is about due that we bring some championships back. Agreed. Agreed. I, Mike and I have had this discussion before after shows. It's like we get the the world championship, but out here in Regina, I don't think we get too many other championships for CWE here at these shows. Uh, so if the CWE office is listening, bring some titles. We love seeing title matches and we got great crowds and a title change happening uh, in the, in the queen city. Uh, we would love to see it. It needs to be done. And you're telling me that you put the Canon corporation up against any tag team. The Canon corporation isn't coming home with tag team gold. Of course they are. He just called them this generation's Heenan family, basically. So it's pretty much untouchable. Fucking mark out hour. My host pro wrestling podcast. We know you from Canadian wrestling elite, but what other tours and companies do you work with here in, in Western Canada? Um, I'm a little bit of everywhere. Um, I just finished two shows in Prince George, British Columbia for primetime wrestling. Um, I, I work with pure power wrestling. I work with real Canadian wrestling, uh, obviously Canadian wrestling, elite uh, cloud nine wrestling. Um, and pretty much anywhere else in between where if I can pick up a show here or there. But those are the main ones that I work with. And they keep my schedule pretty full right now. I'm looking to extend myself a little bit further out east, maybe uh, quite a bit further down south. Um, but time will tell. That was going to be my next question, actually, when uh, and then you brought up down south. Throughout this last year or so, we've seen companies like AEW come through Alberta, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Manitoba. Uh, WWE kind of comes through every now and then, but not so much lately uh, post-COVID. Have you had tryouts? Have you had talks? Have you been backstage with any of these companies and made some good contacts? Um, not myself personally. Uh, I know some have. Uh, CWE champion Mental O was on Rampage. I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of the guys do. Um, I personally myself haven't had the opportunity yet, but I'm sure it's just around the bend. I would say so. I've, you've got to me. You've got that look, that old school wrestler look, and I've heard the, the phrase "old school rules, new school tools," and I think that fits <laughs> you perfectly. It really does. I think you're uh, a modern day heel with an old school look, and I think that's kind of missing from a lot of pro wrestling that we see on our TV. Okay, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> no that, that 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 is the inspiration. It is to be an '80s inspired, '80s early '90s inspired wrestler, and unfortunately, this art craft that is professional wrestling it evolves so you got to kind of incorporate some of the new age indie stuff as well in order to not get left behind but i yeah yeah i think you're doing fine. To... <laughs> don't change a fucking thing yeah people figure it out or they won't then fuck them that's my mentality <laughs> fuck them <'em. laughs> well Sean, near the end of our interview, where can our fans see you? This is it. Plug those dates. Let everyone know where we can see the headline. Well, right now, uh, as, as this is coming out, we are about to embark on the Ready to or Rumble to Remember Tour. I don't know why I always go to that David Arquette movie when I think of this. But, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Rumble to Remember Tour. Um, it's starting in Winnipeg, Manitoba with the 50-man Battle Royal event in on November 17th. Uh, on November 18th, we'll be in Morden, Manitoba. On November 19th, we'll be in Dauphin, Manitoba. On November 20th, I believe it is Cote First Nation. The 21st, we are in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. The 
2nd. We are in Yorkton. Please check CWE Canada for these dates. Then we move to Saskatoon. Then we go all the way to Alberta, to Medicine Hat, Alberta on the November 24th. Regina, November 25th. Woo! And Estevan for the end of the tour, November 26th. That's a hell of a tour. There is some dates for everyone to go catch the headline, Sean Martins. Absolutely. Uh, like you said, hit up uh, Canadian Wrestling's Elite Facebook and Twitter for all the dates. Uh, all the posters are up there and the posters look great too. Sean, where can they find you on social media? Oh, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on Instagram at Headline Sean Martin on Facebook forward slash Headline Sean Martins on Twitter or X. I don't know what we call it now. <laughs> at Sean Martins. And I believe on thread at Headline Sean Martins. There we go. It's still a new one to me. It got all the bases covered. That's all you need. As long as you got the name on threads, you're uh, you're already in the future there. Uh, Sean, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show here with us. And we had a great time talking and telling some stories. We can't wait to see you on uh, November 25th. We're doing what a lot of other wrestling fans in the city should be doing. We're not going. We're not going to watch Survivor Series. We're going to uh, supporting local wrestling on November 25th. We hope everyone else does too, wherever they're watching wrestling. Uh, Sean, thank you again for your time. And can't wait to see you on November 25th for CWE's show here in Regina. Thanks again. This is the headline, Sean Martins. Thanks, Welcome to my house. It's my house. Yowie wowie.